and sad today, Mark. Yeah, uh, I get that. And look, it, it, you have every you have every right to be. So why don't you just lean into it? Why don't you not try and uh, deny it? Why don't you just open up to it and just let it take its course? Let it have its way with you. Just, just, just. If you're sad, be sad. You know. Because all you're going to do otherwise is just... All you're going to do otherwise is prolong it. All you're going to do otherwise is displace it. Um, mm. uh, the the only thing you can do with grief, I believe, is to let it occur. Yeah, I'm a big fan of just kind of leaning in. I think we've probably mentioned before, we're both, you know, we both have a lot of feelings mm. on this show. And I, I'm very much a proponent of, of leaning into a feeling and just sort of letting it, yep. letting it run its course, which is why I've nearly given myself a migraine today, <laughs> uh, crying over the loss of Alex Trebek, who is, if you are one of the UK listeners of the show, you may not have a whole heck of a lot of familiarity with this particular fella, uh, but is the host of, or was the host of the show Jeopardy, which is a quiz show on American television mm. that I have watched for most of my life, absolutely religiously. Um, and I honestly give this show and Alex Trebek credit for who I am as a human being, I mean, shaped so much about me to the point that I was on a different quiz show on Sci-Fi Channel because my love for trivia has brought me, you know, has come from Jeopardy and brought me here. The fun fact they put on the air uh, about me was that I'd watched Jeopardy daily for 20 years uh, and only more years since then. I record it every single day. How long ago um, was that? And that was... Five years ago, I wow. believe, that I was on that show. So, yeah, I've been watching Jeopardy for 25 years or more and had an audition for the show right before lockdown. So it is very near and dear to my heart, as was Alex Trebek. So I'm a little devastated today. Uh, and rightly so. I mean, anything that's had that much of an impact on your life, anything which has been that formative is, is you know, is, is going to hurt when it ends suddenly, you know. And like I, like I said to you in a brief catch up earlier on, Jeopardy is not a format that we've got in the UK, which I can't quite get my head around. Yeah, I don't know why, because you guys, you love your quiz shows. I don't oh, understand we fucking, yes, why we do. this hasn't made it. Mm. And, you know, we, sh we, we, we share loads of formats. Generally, if, mm -hmm. if something does well over here, it'll end up over there and vice versa, you know. But yeah, for whatever reason, unless unless I'm wrong and unless it got trialed and, and didn't take off over here, unless it, it, it showed up. I like, mean, maybe Trebek was the magic. And who knows? Trebek. Who knows? Um, but for, yeah. yeah, Jeopardy is one of those one of those things that, that we've never quite cross-pollinated on isn't it yeah. um but you know as i've said it it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter if it's a celebrity it doesn't matter if it's a tv show it doesn't matter if it's you know anything that has been that formative to your life when it's gone it will leave an impact yeah and exactly i think that's something that a lot of people you know there's always going to be i saw someone respond to like somebody's mourning about Alex Trebek, you know, with this sort of like it's you don't know this person, like you know ah, that kind of bullshit, thing. Bullshit. And that always, you know, are things not important to people? Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. like that's. I mean, these are human beings we're talking about, right? It's not the loss of like it's not Max Hedrum, it's not like a it's mm. not a Ken doll, it's a real actual human being who yeah. who meant a lot to people. And I'm very much in the camp of folks who say someone being sad about someone famous dying is extremely valid 
um, and honestly a very human reaction, I think. I agree. I agree if it's somebody who you've over the years seen more and more of that person as opposed to their character or their persona, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and from what you say, you know, you've spent 25 years with this fella as a, as a, as a daily part of your life. So yeah. fuck it. Why? Why wouldn't that? Why wouldn't that rip a hole in you? Why wouldn't that devastate you? Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, the amount of time I've spent with Alex Trebek is more time than I've spent with many of my family members. There you go. Over the past twenty-five years. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and you know, the, the the massive number of people who I've seen sharing identical sentiments to you today tells me, mm -hmm. you know, the 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 guy was loved. And this leads i think onto a, a a broader conversation about are we or is do we need to associate the the, the people that we see through screens more do we dehumanize them do we mm -hmm. do we do we not think of them as real people perhaps yeah, um yeah. it's something that i'm very guilty of i mean <laughs> i'm very guilty of it and I, I make no apologies for doing it, but every every year I on New Year's Eve I put a, a tongue-in-cheek post on my Facebook. I write it in character as the Grim Reaper, and I invite <laughs> I invite my friends to uh, nominate to pick three people in the public eye who they believe are going to die in the next year. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> and on fa on face value, yeah, maybe that's a bit ghoulish, maybe it's a bit creepy, but I I, I defend it internally by thinking, look, it's gallows humor. It's what I'm all about. Uh, I think yeah. one of the only defenses against the fucking slow march toward death is to find a funny angle, right? So that's what I try mm -hmm. to do. And it, it's taken off. I mean, for years now, yeah. whenever a, a celebrity dies, bang, my phone will blow up. Were they on the list, Mark? <laughs> Were they on the list? Did somebody notice them? Did somebody, yeah. did somebody pick them? Um, and for the most think, part... Go on, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I think that that's like... It's an interesting um, balance, right? Because if you think about it, like, we are all going to die. Yes. Statistically, I mean, yes, that's we not, are. <laughs> yeah, like, that's a 100% yeah. guarantee. Um, and it is sad for anyone who cares about a person mm -hmm. that that is going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, I think this is a very human instinct to... Yeah deal with the imminence of death and our temporariness on this planet by yep. something like that, by making some sort of humor out of it. Like if yes. someone in your Deadpool had Alex Trebek, yep. I don't, I wouldn't be offended that no. someone had said Alex Trebek is going to die this year. I probably would have been like, oh, don't say it. Don't say it. But and, like, uh, uh, like clockwork every year, that reaction comes up sooner or later. Somebody nominates yep. somebody who's loved David Attenborough being a, a common mm. pick. And I mean, it, the guy's like 800 years old. He's old as fuck. He's older than, you know, the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> like one of these years, someone is going to be right someone's, about David Attenborough. Yeah. And we're going to be sad. Mm -hmm. Dude's a treasure. Yep. But he will die. Yes. Yes. And as will I, as will you, as will everyone mm -hmm. you love. Yeah. You know what I mean? So in, yeah. in the face of that certainty... I think, or, or uh, you know, my my instinct, my reaction is to go to to try and find some chuckles in the horror. You know this. You know exactly. This. Yeah. This is, is there someone like? Have there been people who have kind of put you into a funk 
like celebrities, obviously people in your real life, hopefully you've been sad about, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, celebrities who have kind of put you, and especially if they surprised you, because that's always the thing is like, mm. sometimes you're blindsided by how much you feel yes. when uh, a famous person passes. The, the only one that comes to mind, I mean, there, there have been, there have been uh, some recently where I've kind of, ah, man, Fucking hell, mm-hmm. Prince, for example, that fucking mm-hmm, came, mm-hmm. and that was that was a, like a bolt from the blue. Nobody, nobody saw that one coming. Right? Um, yeah, exactly. But the only one that's given me what you're going through today, the only one that's given me the funk, uh, and not in a Prince kind of way, in the other way, <laughs> uh, was Kurt Cobain, probably. You know? Ah, um, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was I was 15. Uh, mm. I I was I was obviously the first person who discovered music. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yes, of um, course. <laughs> and it, it was it, it was what I was living for at that time. I had a ticket to fucking see Nirvana for the oh. week after he fucking shot himself. Ah. Yep. This comes up often, by the way, is that just missed opportunity. But we'll get to that in a second. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, firstly, there was the news that he'd overdosed in Paris. Uh, they like, oh fuck! I hope that doesn't. I hope that doesn't ruin the concert. Uh, but then he actually killed himself, uh, which did ruin the concert. Um, yeah, no, for sure. And I, I, I distinctly remember being fucking ruined about it for a lot of days. Yeah. Absolutely ruined. Yeah. I think that's a pretty common one, actually. I mm. think, and, and there's maybe something to, I mean, he was 27 years old, which of course at 15 feels very old, but yeah, like, yeah, 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 also yeah, yeah. Mm. the, the, like being so young, um, being, such an icon yeah um yeah and just kind of being someone who i think spoke gave a lot of he managed to articulate a lot of what young people were feeling certainly yep at that time uh brought home a lot of uncomfortable facts of of of, you know hang on what people can choose to die and then do it sometimes right the fucking pain that somebody's carrying around with them can can end them you know Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, That's huge. As a side note, <laughs> that ticket, the ticket to that gig, uh, like a fucking schmuck, I gave to a girl. Fucking hell, man! What a dick. And if I'm ever after f- afterwards, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I ever feel, if I'm ever feeling good about myself, if I'm ever feeling like you know in too much of a good move, I jump on eBay and see what those motherfuckers are going for. Still. Oh my. Yeah, Mark. yeah, I know, I know. Oh, Mark, you're a what little a- bit too much of a romantic for your own good, apparently. <laughs> or was. Uh, <laughs> those days have passed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you learned your lesson. Uh, but actually, that also that on that note of the idea of like kind of figuring out someone could take their own life. I, mm. I mentioned earlier on Twitter that like the first one that I remember like absolutely kind of like devastating me. Um, was this teen heartthrob by the name of Jonathan Brandis. Uh, And if you've seen the original It, um, he is, what is the, who's the one whose younger brother is Georgie? Um, Right, so Eddie is the, the, the funny one. Yeah, no, he's like, he's kind of, the, he's the stuttering one. Right, yeah, 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 okay. Anyways, okay. he's that one, played by John Boy when he gets older. Yeah. He's with, the young version the of that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the mole. Yeah, so the young version of that, Jonathan Brandis, he was in Sequest, he mm. was, you know, in all kinds of things when I was a kid, and when I was in high school, um, he killed himself. Mm. And I just remember, like, being 
like very surprised at how much that like absolutely kind of like took me apart. Yes. Um, and I think, you know, there's something about that like realization, like, you know, you're a teenager and it's like, we're all going through a lot. And we're all in a lot of pain, but where is that point yep. at which, you know, this has become too much. Uh, and and someone who also like ostensibly when you think about people like that I think remember Brad Renfro feeling very similar about that mm. on the surface you look at someone and you think they have everything what the even fuck have you like got Kurt to Cobain. be yeah sure sure yeah sure. like what are you know and that's where you really start to realize that like there's no amount of like external anything no that can fix when something inside of you is falling apart you know i mean aside of course you know how much i advocate therapy and in yep. fact <laughs> after jonathan brandis's death i was forced to go to therapy oh really by one of my teachers who's like you're not okay you gotta figure your shit out oh. <laughs> and that's when i started going to therapy in high school um but you know it's it's it is a kind of a that realization mm. i think makes a big difference to uh, yeah it 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 yeah it does it it brings it home it really brings it mm -hmm. home and it's very interesting to see some of the names that have been that have been mentioned uh to, to in response to the question that you posed on twitter earlier on carrie fisher comes up a lot yes carrie fisher is a big one which i think also relates to that because one of the things about carrie fisher um, is that she was such an open mental health advocate. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. You know, someone who, if you've watched her documentaries, if you read her books, uh, you're very aware on top of her just being an icon because Star Wars, obviously. Yeah. Like, that's big, but there's a lot of people in Star Wars. Yeah, what yeah, makes yeah, sure. Carrie Fisher such an important person is how blunt and outspoken and, you know, just sort of real... Yeah, I mean, probably to the, would it be fair to say to the detriment of her career, perhaps? I mean, oh, yeah, had, I think that's she, absolutely true. Had she played the game, air quotes, mm -hmm. a little bit, then I dare say she would have been never off our screens. But she went to the wilderness yeah. for a little bit, but, you know, uh, and, and you know, her, her, her issues with addiction are well documented. But had mm -hmm. she, you know, had she been more your, your uh, towed the line a little bit more, we yeah. would have seen a lot more of her. I think you're 100% right about that. And I highly recommend, um, I can't remember which one of her books it is. I've read them all. <laughs> but uh, I think it's the last one before she died. Um, mm -hmm. Highly recommend the audiobook okay. of it. Um, it's an absolutely incredible read. Uh, and also, um, you know, she reads it herself, but she has her diary pages in it from when she was young. Mm. Uh, and Billy Lord reads Young Her. And it is extremely moving to hear her talk about things including you know notoriously she talks about kind of like how terrible Harrison Ford's kind of <laughs> predation of her was okay um in those days uh I mean it's really when you look back at what actually happened of this like very much older man mm, um mm. married man being very possessive of this very young girl on the set of this film it's not great. Um, and, and yet she's not demonizing him by any sure. stretch, but she is very much like when you listen to this being addressed in her diary, in her daughter's word, like in her daughter's voice. Yeah. You know, it's it's just a very incredibly moving thing. So I highly recommend. I think it's called The Princess Diarist or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that rings actually. a bell. Actually, that title rings a yeah, bell. But yeah. It occurs to me that as as we get older, 
it's going to happen more often. It's going to happen way more often. And yes. There's, and there, there I think are, about that a lot. Same, same. And there mm-hmm. are certainly some which, you know, are, are, are coming in the not too distant future that will mm-hmm. uh, yeah. do, a, do a Trebek on me like you're going through right now. Um, exactly. You know, as, as a lot of the people that we grew up with get older and older. And I think, you know, one of the common themes amongst a lot of the ones that people said to us was often that they were, you know, kind of. Um, they were young or it was a little bit out of nowhere, things mm. like that. So, you know, um, that we didn't know Bowie was sick, I think made a big deal. He wasn't young per se, but... Uh, I um, mean, the way that he stage managed that final album, mm. uh, Christ, that that's using your own mortality as a, as a canvas, isn't it? To, to kind of mm-hmm. manage yeah. how it's, how it's you know, how it's received and, and, and accompany it with a piece of art. Brilliant. Yeah. And I, I get the order confused of what it was. The album came out a week before he died, right? Not the other way around. So oh, like, I don't know. Uh, I, I always. That sounds about right, way. actually. Now I think about I it. Think I think it was, it was that the before. album came out first. Uh-huh. Um, whichever way, it was like a week apart either way. Um, and I had alerts set on my Spotify for anything David Bowie does because okay. I'm a huge Bowie fan. Um, and I remember, you know, being very, very into that. And just this very weird. The entire thing, because like you said, the art, like really using his own death as a canvas, I think that's a really beautiful way of putting it. Um, All of it sort of blends together in this weird way. And I said to someone on Twitter that I I remember, um, as I've mentioned before, I was running a theater in Isla Vista at the time. And that the day that he died, we put the Lazarus video Mm. up um, on the the big screen. Mm -hmm. um, And just this very heavy surreal feeling about that of you know watching this that he made very conscious of the fact of it being released either just before his death or just after whatever the case may be and being this sort of Mm. yeah just very aware of putting his death out there for all of us to consume it was it was mind-blowing honestly Mm. to me yeah that was a big one um we also, of course, got a lot of Heath Ledger. I think that was a yeah, a big one. Yep. Uh, yeah, and again, and while th- that 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 didn't bring down the the haze, uh, yeah. the way that it was tied in with that last fucking role that he did. Yeah, exactly. That it's it almost built like this like myth mythos around his death as mm. well. Um, that. I don't, it's, it was a very strange... I mean, because it took him from also being a heartthrob to my generation, right? Sure. This is the guy yeah. from Knight's Tale. This is yeah. the guy from 10 Things I Hate About You. To in his death, he is this iconic character who he played in this superb way that you know mm-hmm. won a lot of accolades anyway. Um, oh, God. It the, was, the, was a lot. The, 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 horrific, the horrific cynic in me has images in their head of, of, you know, studio money men going, oh, terrible, but, you know, hey. Exactly. You know? Like, but anyway, for your consideration. Yeah, 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 yeah. For, you know, Batman, which one was that? Dark Knight. Dark Knight, thank you. <laughs> like, at this point, I don't know. It's it's all in the past. I don't remember what's what anymore. But mm. I absolutely think that's the case as well. And, you know, wonder how much... I think we would have thought of that as a great role, but not necessarily an Oscar role if it hadn't been for people yeah, yep. in boardrooms being like, great, let's capitalize off of this. Uh-huh. Very sad, very sad. But anyway, um, 
let's see, who else did we get? Robin Williams, of course. Uh, Again, Anton somebody, Yelchin, who we've talked uh, about. Robin Williams, somebody who hid mm-hmm, illness, mm-hmm. who did, yeah. did a, a, an incredible job of hiding what he was going through uh, yeah. in, in, his, in his final months. Yeah, and I think I like he's one who I relate to on sort of a deep level. And that I was watching um, Good Morning Vietnam the other day, uh-huh. uh, and I think my letterboxed uh, review of that was like, "There's nothing like the, you know, chaotic energy of an introvert performing extroversion, you know, mm. or being in performance mode," which I think is very much well put. Um, Robin Williams, you know, like he put out this incredible energy. Mm. Um, while battling a lot on the inside, while also being a very introverted person, while being yep. sort of inside his own head all the time. And that's something, again, I very much, I feel. I'm, mm. If you put me in a crowd, I seem like the most extroverted person on the planet. I don't yep. stop talking. I'm making everybody laugh. It's like, you know, whatever. And like inside, I'm kind of like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, can <laughs> I go is, yet? Can this be over now, please? Yeah, can this be over? I completely relate. Um, and I think what was the what's the one with the the red knight or the red dragon the what was that Fisher movie? King Fisher King right yeah. I feel like that is the ultimate you know yep. picture of kind of it's so many of Robin Williams movies I feel like are kind of subtly pulling back the curtain on who he actually mm. was inside and perhaps that one more than than any other one it's real hard That's to watch one of now. one of two Terry Gilliam movies that will always always bring a lump to my throat the Fisher King it's fucking such an intense. Uh, emotional investment I put into that film. Absolutely. What's the other one? Believe it or not, Twelve Monkeys. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. Okay. Uh, not what I would have expected. It's uh, uh, the the exact moment is when Bruce Willis is in the back of a cab. Uh, he's gone back to Earth and he's talking about how he's gone back in time. Sorry to before the virus, and he's talking about how clean the air feels for some reason. Mm. <laughs> that just gets me. Listen, I get it, 100%. 100%. Um, Let me quickly just see if there's anyone I don't want to miss. Paul Walker, of course, um, I've talked about before, I think, and is a huge one for me. And we've talked about Anton Yelchin Mm -hmm. um, together. And these, like, very just tragic Just the circumstances, man. Fucking hell. Exactly. Huge, huge things. Um, Oh, um, Scott brought up uh, Anthony Bourdain, Mm. which... Uh, also was a big one for me because that's another like that's a shaping my life kind of person when I was Mm. in college um, I watched no reservations constantly like when I got a computer where you could download stuff not like illegally like iTunes download things like the first thing that I ever bought um, I think it was at the same time the two things I ever bought was ghost hunters (laughs) and (laughs) no reservations um, and I watched it constantly and anytime I would go anywhere, mm. like my husband's family's from Hawaii. And the first time that I went to Hawaii, I sat on the plane with my no reservations on mm. and I watched exactly what he did. And I was like, okay, Keo, here's what we're going to do when we get there. We're going to get some Lao Lao. We're going to get a tiki drink. We're going to do this, 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 because Tony had done it. Um, and I think for a lot of people, like, you know, I said last week, also in the conversation with my brother, like he came to my hometown to talk about the heroin epidemic. Yeah, like yeah, 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 sure. His fingers are in every single part of my adult life um, in so many ways and just encouraged my love of travel, my love of eating. Mm. Um, I was so sort of like as a Western mass hole, like very picky, didn't 
have a lot of adventurousness in me about things. Uh, and Anthony Bourdain absolutely changed that for me. Fascinating. So that was definitely... A love definitely. of eating. We'll speak more on that a little later. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> um, but anyways, thanks to everyone who, you know, opened up and talked about this stuff yeah. uh, with us. We had Tracy, we had Courtney, we had, um, let's see, who else? Amy, uh, we had Kimberly, Ryan, Scott... Uh, Kristen, did I say that already? Uh, Brianna, uh, so many people who jumped in and told us about uh, all these these things, which I know dredges up all kinds of old wounds. So. Yeah, and and enjoying is the wrong word, but it is deeply fascinating to me to to, to kind of hear individuals' takes on who it was and how it was, and uh, you know how it affected them. And do please keep them coming if if yeah. if there is. Uh, uh, somebody in the public eye who's died and it left a mark on you. I'd love to know who it was and why. Just, just yeah. it fascinates me. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, I think that might be my horror fetish, in fact. My favorite genre of horror movie is Boats. Oh, I found a feather in my garden today. It must have been an angel. I almost punched a little kid at Kamikaze who was dressed as a zombie because it scared the shit out of me. Sorry, exactly. movies are too goddamn long, right? One hour and 28 minutes is a perfect movie. This is, this is it. This is for me now. I'm like, oh, this is, I'm, I'm fucking in. Today, on Jack of All Graves, we've got a bit of a, a heavy hitter for you, to use the terminology of last podcast on the left. Uh, we've got a gold star episode, a hopefully you're going to still be with us and not hate us at the end of the episode kind of episode, because we're going to finish what we started last week. Yeah, and we are going to talk about eating people. Yeah, look, you you, you don't you don't just gloss over cannibalism, man. You don't just you, don't. Uh, you know chat about Famously. that offhand. <laughs> um, <laughs> this this might come across as a, a as an intentional attempt by us to thin our audience down a little bit. I don't know, <laughs> but it isn't. It, yeah, cull the herd. Yeah. Absolutely not. Uh, that is that is not what it is. And I also want to just we aren't kind of purposefully doing gross out podcast fucking topics on purpose right we're really not um no not at all uh but look it's 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 a topic that 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 interests me it's a topic that that i think there's a lot of angles too so fuck Mm. off we're going to explore them and if you don't like it then by all means tune in next week when (laughs) yeah you can skip this one and we won't hold it against you uh but i'm very excited to talk about it as you can tell over i mean as i mentioned last week i keep on bringing it up Mm. uh because i just i don't know why it's this weird obsession of mine i don't even register it i don't think i'm obsessed with cannibalism taco guy the moment what taco guy is that is that what you're about to You say you pronounce it funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, the the what guy? Taco. Yes, the taco, taco guy. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the talk the foot taco guy. I keep bringing up. I'm just there's this, and I mean honestly, I get super into like Donner Party stuff. One of my favorite series of last podcast on the left was when they covered Donner Party. Um, I just, I don't realize I'm very obsessed with it. I don't know. I think it's just something, I won't get too far into it because we're going to talk about it more. But just to say, I think because there is a point at which we all have to grapple with whether we do it or not in our heads, um, that 
it yeah, just that's a really good point. That's a really good it point. If you're listening, we've all this, thought it. You've thought about it. Don't fucking. Yeah, don't. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't pretend with me thought about it. that you've never thought about it. You have absolutely thought about it. If you've heard of the Donner Party at any point in your life, you've thought, would I do that? Yeah. And I think it just takes up a lot of space in my brain. Uh, and so we're we're gonna we're gonna dive into that. I love that so... you're I love that you're finding out these little bits about your about yourself as well. Because it was about week three when I realized journey. how fucking hung up I was on head trauma. And now week eleven <laughs> You're realizing, holy shit! I think about cannibalism all the fucking time. <laughs> it's true. This journey of self-discovery is, is quite a trip. It is mm. wild. But anyways, let's talk about let's talk about eating some folks. With this, how do you segue in? Mm. Is is there is there a kind of a smooth kind of? I don't think there's radio a link transition into cannibalism. No, no, not so much. No, nah, there's not. So I'm just gonna fucking steam in. Um, let's do it. Calorifically, right? Uh, people aren't particularly nourishing compared to other animals, right? Um, you say right like that's a thing. That, this is a thing with you. You're constantly saying right when I don't feel like I'm totally on board with the thing that you're saying. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not particularly familiar with the the caloric benefits of human compared to other other so, meats. I feel like maybe we're fatty. I don't know. Or, ah, or well, we're not. I don't know. If you think about other traditional food animals, right? I know you're yeah. a vegan, but if you think about something like a cow or or you know a, a, a traditional a delicious animal, then a traditionally delicious animal. Humans, we don't we <laughs> don't have that's the same. The, that's the phrase, the scientific yeah, phrase. The, the the yummy kind of breeds. <laughs> Uh, we don't we don't have much in the way of calories, right? Um, okay. And only quite recently, in anthropological terms, right, um, did we stop just munching on other groups of humans just to supplement our diet. Um, what? No, for real. Uh, so go back, if you will, around about a million years to the uh, Pleistocene era. Okay. Sure. Uh, home... favorites, yeah. It's a fucking hell of a time back then, man. Um, uh, <laughs> Homo antecessor, right? One of uh, Homo sapiens' precursors. We treated other competing groups as just munch. And we know this by uh, just, you know, the, the, the marks on corpses that have been uncovered. Sure. Um, they weren't killed, clearly not for ritual or for, for, you know, starvation's sake. There were cuts and marks on corpses suggesting that they were carved and skinned like other food animals okay so there was yeah, yeah 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 so there was a time around about a million years back when our predecessors would 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 see <coughs> other uh homo antecessors and and treat them as food okay i wonder if there was like you know how like you know there's certain features that we recognize as attractive in other humans i wonder if there were features that like some of these particular groups of of pre-humans saw and were like that one looks delicious. that is an excellent point <laughs> um you're just like oh shit like you if you have that like build or that facial get thing or whatever the you're fuck like i am oh, <laughs> totally gonna get eaten um, or is it, is it, uh, or would it be the slow ones or maybe the, the sick oh, sure, or yeah. crippled perhaps? Yeah. Uh, but I guess, yeah, we, we, we stopped doing that after a bit. Um, oh, that's, that's good. Are there, this is a bit of, I mean, not to tangent too far, but just as like a clarifying question. Mm. 
because when you said like was it the slow ones or things like that are there a lot of other animals that do that that like eat their own based on some you know ease of access or things like that without being in starvation mode or things like that like they just they just like the taste of like what is it like praying mantises eat the like male after sex or whatever you know like yeah black widows which i guess just because they black widow like just because they like you know they're you know they're hungry or whatever like that was a lot of work might as well consume the <laughs> that the is interesting one, but... that is interesting and and you know please anyone weigh in who knows what what yeah. what what are the big cannibals out there in terms of species? What are the big fucking yeah. you know self munching animals? And, yeah, because and it why? feels like a very to think of like like humans coming from a lineage of doing this when that's mm. not like what other animals typically do feels particularly brutal. Like what was up mm. with the ancestors to people? Yeah, and at what point did we kind of go? Nah. Nah. That's probably not Maybe cool. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was that an ethical thing? Was more food available? Like, I just have a lot of questions about what that journey looked well, like. Those those our predecessors that I spoke about there, it, 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 from what I'm gathering, it was very much as a supplement to okay. their normal diet. You know, other, other humans were never the chief food source, but it was just used to bulk out what they were getting anyway. Feels worse. <laughs> like like a side dish like humans were mashed potatoes mm, yeah. like that's that feels like it's for fun when you phrase it that way like mm. oh, i could do a, i could do a good toasty you know human hawk <laughs> just on the side as a as just an entree on like oh this is not making me feel better about our past maybe it explains a lot about who mm. we are now but anyways continue continue i'm sorry but it's yeah i mean by and large, it's died out. I mean, if I were to if I were to use the term the Wendigo, what do you understand about about the Wendigo? Um, it is like a Native American yep. uh, cryptid, if yep. you will. That if I'm remembering correctly, it is the result of cannibalism, right? Like it's a, a beast that you turn into or something like that if yeah. you practice um, cannibalism. Yeah. So what I've gathered is if 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 you uh, eat human flesh, then yes, this that gives license to this Wendigo to possess you, right? Um, right, yeah. Characterized by just insatiable constant permanent hunger mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. for 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 human flesh. Now, you you're quite right in saying that it's uh indigenous American and and, and Canadian Algonquin kind right. of tribes. Mm-hmm. Um but it's given rise to uh I guess a kind of delusion, uh, which Uh-oh. has become known Uh-oh. as incoming uh, yeah. delusion. I know, right? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wendigo psychosis. Ooh, yes, okay. indeed. Uh, now, the the more you read about this, the more nebulous it seems, and and the more mm. it starts to come across as something which doesn't really exist, and and might just be an amalgamation of another, uh, just um, other other mental illnesses, uh, mm-hmm. but. Where where it's been reported, it's a syndrome which is characterized by uh, delusions of becoming possessed by flesh eating monster, manifested in symptoms including uh, depression, violence, and a compulsive desire for human flesh, and sometimes actual cannibalism. Again, a very culture bound this syndrome in these tribes. Um, most so, rec- this is something that would be diagnosed within indigenous communities, not exactly. Okay, got it. Exactly that. Uh, there have been cases reported kind of in the, in the 1900s of people uh, at a tribal level who have killed their families and, and eaten them, even though other food sources were readily available. 
Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but we're looking at, so this is kind of, I mean, it feels like a, a folklore thing, right? A way yes. of explaining away maybe mental illness or just someone being a murderer, not to equate those two things, but yeah. like a, a way of saying like this horrible aberration has happened and we need a way to explain it. Exactly that. And the, the, when it, when, when there are suspected cases of this, the more you dig down, the, the, the more you dig under the surface, the more you realize that hang on. It, there's a lot of other things going on here as well. There's a lot of okay. um, just other various mental illnesses, other various instances of like psychopathy and whatnot. Um, okay. So yeah. the closer you look at it, the closer it, it you, you get to realizing, hang on, is it really a thing or is it just a <laughs> yeah. conflagration of other of other issues? But yep, yeah. um, it's it's by no means unheard of. You know the the cultural. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? People will, people will find always. I think there, 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 there are instances of cannibalism everywhere, and quite recently as well in the in the two thousands. Um, very recently in uh, South Africa and Tanzania, there are cases of cannibalism going on in traditional. Healers in the medicine. 2000s. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 2017, August 2017. Holy shit! I'm absolutely being real. A guy, uh, a, a traditional healer by the name of Nino Mbatha, right? A 33 year old guy, um, walked into his local police precinct and confessed to uh, killing and eating uh, a girl and produced there and then at the police station an arm from his bag, <gasps> oh uh, a, a, a human hand and leg from his bag and said look i'm tired I'm, I'm tired of eating people and i give myself up and this guy this guy was a, a traditional healer within his village who was approached uh by someone uh, in the village to you know uh, to, to to heal him of something and they they both hunted down and killed a girl and dismembered her ate her as part of a ritual um and, and this was this was this was three years ago Oh, man, this is and, you know, I've said before that it's not we never want to sound like we're like demonizing an area. No, 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 no. Particular areas. No. Terrible beliefs. But I will say this is, again, one of those. And and honestly, a lot of times I I blame white missionaries and things like that who bring weird stuff along with tribal Mm. practices that a lot Mm. of this weird stuff happens. So I don't want to sound like I'm like, oh, Africa. But this is one of the things that I saw in South Africa a lot was so many practices that often had these horrible things for like women and babies and things like that of like these beliefs in these traditional healing practices that Mm. I don't think are traditional. I don't think that this is passed down from centuries of people chasing down and murdering girls for no, certainly not. I think this is an excuse. This is an excuse (laughs) that people are using. What I found darkly comedic uh, was, you know, in that region where Nino Mbatha was practicing his, uh, is traditional medicine, you know, legitimate traditional healers spoke out and says, you know, we, he's given us all a bad name. You know, we, we don't yeah. all, we don't all do this. Nobody, a lot of us just yeah. <laughs> use herbs, a little bit of prayer, yeah. maybe some chanting. But this guy yeah. is 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 taking it to some fucked up places. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. And maybe that's also actually what I mean, is that the degree to which this kind of stuff because I and I don't want to like go into it because there's really horrific things that I just even on this podcast I'm not going to just like bring up mm. but stuff that these like 
so-called traditional healers were doing yes. in South Africa, um, specifically around like um, getting rid of AIDS uh, and stuff because the epidemic uh, of AIDS in Africa is still terrible. Mm. Um, that I think that's exactly the case, that there are these aberrant people who would be like sociopaths in any other society mm. that are, you know, using the idea of being some form of traditional healer to get away with yep. shit like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of the claims that they make, some of the claims that, uh, that are being made that the eating of human flesh would imbue upon the consumer. Uh, one of them was, uh, it can make you bulletproof so the police will not be able to shoot yeah. you. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, that's absurdity and you know they know it's absurd yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like yeah. there's no there's no way and i think people can be convinced of anything mm. um you can see that in literally any culture um but you know the person who tells people that does not for a second buy that that's a thing mm. You know, the healer who is selling that shit to people does mm. not for a second think they can make someone bulletproof. But here's something that that something interesting that that seems to be a common theme, right? Mm -hmm. This guy uh, in that I just spoke of in South Africa was convicted and imprisoned on murder and, you know, misuse of human remains. But there's no specific. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Misuse of human remains. Yeah, really, really. That's, that's, that's one way of putting it. But what I'm saying is there's no specific law in South Africa against cannibalism. Which seems to be a bit of a theme when yeah. it talk when it comes to these cannibalism cases. Yep. I mean, and and famously, of course, there's um, the fella from Germany that we we brought up. Armin Last week, Muse. briefly. Armin Muse, right? Yeah. Like, so there's no there's no law against cannibalism. No, nope, I'm sorry. I should let you. I know you've been thinking about this. So if you want to explain <laughs> who this fella is, before... um, you d describe the Donner Party to us. You haven't yet. Oh, I hadn't even. Is do you? Is the Donner I, Party like a familiar thing to you? Until you brought it up, I'd never heard of it. Are you kidding me? Right? I'm now? serious. I'm serious. Or well, I mean. <laughs> it's it's all that I have of that is is what you've mentioned is what I oh my god that is okay for one um you need to read the book I believe it's called the indifferent stars above us okay um which is about the Donner Party the Donner Party if you say this to anyone in America they'll know exactly what you are talking about because this is the cannibalism like cannibalism in American history is this right here they mm. were a group of people. Um, who were journeying westward in sort of the early settlement of the United States. Um, and they were sort of misled on the direction that they should go uh, as they were crossing through like the Sierra Nevadas, I think, you know, so basically West Coast Mountains, mm. essentially. Um, and the path that they ended up taking was much longer, much more treacherous uh, than what they had uh, initially planned to do. Um, and as the party started dying off, they started eating the people okay. who uh, were dying. Yeah, right? And yeah, there's yeah. all kinds of like various stories and whatnot of like through necessity or... naturally through necessity. Okay. Right. Um, absolutely necessity. The question of, you know, did people die naturally and were they eaten versus did people murder mm. and eat them afterwards? But it's like an absolutely horrific 
story, no matter which way you slice it, whether you put some conspiracy angle on it or whether it is simply just the facts of the matter. Mm. Um, these people were trying to journey west as so many were and so many ended terribly um, you know, in the 19th century and became sort of this very much like uh, a horror story of mythic proportions wow. in the United States. And there's even like, there's an area called the Donner Pass like, mm. in that area. Like they are very much just a part of, of, uh, of American history that you would absolutely know about. And like I said, that book that I think is called the indifferent stars above, if I'm wrong, it's going to be very similar to that. And if you Google okay. that, you'll find it um, tells of this story, but also last podcast on the left does an incredible series on this. That is absolutely one of their, their best uh, series but yeah so sorry about that I just kind of assumed everyone in the world <laughs> knew about the Donner Party because it is so it's such a big thing here and uh, no that you've that's 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 fleshed it out nicely pardon the pun and what about the guy with the taco because you you've not explained that either okay so um probably like five or six years ago uh, there was a story, um, and this guy's actually done like a Reddit AMA, so you can like if you Google oh, he's still alive. Taco, okay, he's still alive. So this guy, um, I can't remember exactly what it was that he had. I think he'd had a bike accident, right? Um, and they had to amputate his leg, um, and they he somehow convinced the medical professionals to let him take that leg home, uh, and so he brought this leg home, and you can mark. I know you love this kind of shit. You oh, can see the photos. There's photos of the entire process of him preparing his leg into tacos. He brings his friends over uh, and they have a party. They get a little tossed and consensually. So he tells them. All, it isn't like a he prank. Tells them. This is not, he doesn't trick them. Nothing like that. He invites these people over specifically to, eat to feast upon... Oh, his severed man. appendage mark i mean i've just gotta i've just gotta applaud the guy that's vision you would that's do it you would absolutely do that wouldn't you, if you right. had the foresight yep uh no that again <laughs> in the same to a lesser degree right i know i talked about bowie using his own death as a canvas for a piece of art mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think that there's there's the kernel of something similar there taking oh, something I think you're absolutely right so what most people or many, many people would just crumble that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and just turning it into into an event. What a celebration, Fucking right? right? Everybody likes tacos. You're mm -hmm. going to, like, take this <laughs> yeah, thing that is, you know, potentially hugely uh, damaging to your life and turn it into something like this. I respect it. I honestly, and again, this is, a, I think why this takes up so much space in my head is would I do it? Mm. And I don't, have an answer for that because when I look at it and when I've seen the pictures like it looks good but it also makes me want to throw up I see so <laughs> there, there, are, there are pictures of the actual dish too yes yes yep wow. Mm -hmm. wow, it's wow, all wow. there yeah you can see this whole process you know and again there's nothing illegal about it right so there's no reason he can't do this and he can't show you the entire process of mm. this mm. occurring so those pictures exist. You can see it. It really, I mean, I have the same problem with like, I once went in New Orleans and had like rabbit and frog's legs and I was eating them. And I'm like, they taste fine, but like these frog legs still look like a frog and I love sure. frogs. 
And I know you do. I know it. you love frogs. You know how much I love <laughs> yeah. frogs. Frog in both hands, you know? Like, that's... I love frogs. Um, and eating it, I was like... I just remember, like, my tongue felt heavy. Like, I was like, ah. Oh, God. Every day was a struggle. We had a scandal <laughs> in the UK, oh, my word, maybe seven, eight years ago, um, mm. where it was found that one particular meat supplier, or it might even have been a few, in Wales, um, was introducing horse meat into I remember that there you go yeah 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 Yeah, that um, made the news here oh it did there we go mm-hmm. um and yeah it was a, a lot of people saw prison for that uh yeah. as, as, which as also which I think I think is like gonna be part of like our running question here is the why of things yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and as a former meat eater who would eat like literally anything I mean again I lived in South Africa. I have eaten all kinds of weird meats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, To someone who doesn't eat this at all, I have, like, a lot of questions about why people draw draw the lines, Mm. where they do specifically. Um, Mm. I mean, my question with the horse thing was a quality control issue. Yeah. um, That, you know, you kind of want to know where your meat comes from. But, uh, like, the idea of being outraged at being horse specifically as opposed to a cow. Yeah. There's a very thin line between, you know... Um, but taco guy right so uh, taco guy yeah that's one of only one of one of it's another i guess incidents of consensual cannibalism isn't it Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. it's everyone going into it with their eyes wide open everyone Everyone knows knows what they're getting into um Mm -hmm. which takes us to armin which takes us to armin Armin. Mm -hmm. uh from what i can gather today you know he's getting quite close to release Really? Yes. Wait, okay, um, wait, 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 wait. Start start the story. Though. Okay. I, d- I have a lot of thoughts about this, and I want you to tell the story so that we can get there. Uh, so, uh, if you cast your minds back to... Oh, good. Listen, uh, when are we talking? This was uh, 2000, early 2000, 2001, right? Okay. Um, Armin was a, a German... Is a, a, a German ex-computer programmer who for his entire life uh, harbored a fascination to the point of fetish, I would suggest, uh, around cannibalism, right? The idea of finding someone who would willfully and consensually and willingly give up their own life and flesh for him to eat, right? Uh, He was a uh, member, an active member of a cannibal uh, fantasy slash fetish website called Cannibal Cafe. Uh, the internet was a fucking crazy place back then. Um, uh, it's not even dark web shit. You no, like, <laughs> right there. Top on up fucking... your, your Netscape Navigator and find that on Dogpile. <laughs> it's easy peasy. Cannibal Cafe, where people could get just wholesome place for cannibals to chat cannibal things. Um, <laughs> and he put the call out asking for, you know, could. Is there anybody who fancies getting involved in this with me? Uh, there were a couple of non-starters. There were a couple of time wasters who, when they saw that the fucking guy was serious, understandably <laughs> went, whoa, hey, hello. Um, but he found somebody. He found somebody who was as into it as he was. Um, and and they... was that the case? Because I haven't read a lot, actually, about the 
quote unquote victim and that's a fraught term but mm. was that was he just into it like was he suicidal what do you know anything about this guy uh the guy was called burnt brandish uh or brands i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right from berlin um i don't know if you are either but i like the r there you go <laughs> but the extent to which you know the the the, the extent of the consent indicates to me that whatever this guy might have had going on himself he was he was he was he was into it i mean he's very in and we'll get to that obviously as you continue with the story but yep. this is not there is no sense that this guy was timid about no, it or no, no, anything no he was no a thousand percent in yep uh you know i mean for a start the the evening and it was an entire evening they made a four-hour videotape of of the incident and at the start of the videotape they 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 agree consent you know the guy consents mm -hmm. to this on tape yeah um and i guess you know as armin later said in interviews it was a fantasy that i eventually got to completely live out he he mission accomplished uh, and and it's interesting too just even from this point in this story um that his fantasy was not murder Right? No. His fantasy was not to cause pain to anyone. His fantasy was not like, it, you know, he wasn't a serial killer. His fantasy was the cannibalism and well, he actively uh, pursued someone who wanted to consent to it. Right. A, a quote from his advertisement on the Cannibal Cafe. This is a direct quote. Uh, okay. Looking for a normally built 18 to 25 year old to be slaughtered and then consumed. Uh, right. that, that's what he went out there asking for. Yep. Yeah. There's no sense of, like, he got off on nope. harm here. And I feel nope. like I'm already excusing this, which is weird in and of itself. But I just, ah, there's a lot to this that I have, well, know, I don't know. I'll, Anyways, continue, I'll, I'll, continue. I'll return to this a bit later on, right? But his defense, uh, a cornerstone of his defense, because there's no explicit law against cannibalism in Germany, or at least there wasn't at the time, uh, his, his counsel were arguing that the worst he was guilty of was consensual killing. Right. Uh, but 9th of March, 2001, in Muse's home, which you can see pictures of online, by the way. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> his house looks exactly how you would me. expect a If you imagine right now, I wonder, I, wonder, I wonder what a cannibal's house looks like. It That's it. It looks like that. Um, yeah, honestly, when I Googled this, yeah. I thought that they were... You know how, like, um, oftentimes when you, like, Google some sort of serial killer or something like that, there will be, like, stock photos that people use mm. to represent the thing you know yep. <laughs> like and i assumed that was it like oh this is a stock photo of like what like a grimy bathroom of a serial killer would look like yep. or whatever and you're like oh no that's legit what his bathroom looked like dear yep. god but i mean the guy the guy was educated the guy was yeah. uh, you know outwardly professional appearing mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. but it, it's at this point that things get real folks i mean yeah. the, like i say a four-hour videotape during which you know, he, they, they, the both of them, uh, Muse and Brandt, document exactly what he asked for in the advertisement on online. Um, yeah. Starting they, with, of course, uh, the what's the what's the what's the Eaton's name? Brandt. Yeah, Brandt. Uh, Burnt Brandt. Yeah, he wanted to eat part of himself as well, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Unless, look, let's call a spade a spade here. They cut his deck off. Um, yep. after ingesting, you know, 20 sleeping pills, a bottle of cough syrup, some yep. alcohol, 
the two men attempt to eat it together when it, it proves too difficult for the man to eat. They, they tries to fry it up with some garlic and herbs and whatnot, as you do. Um, yes. Did you ever read the story of um, there was a, a, a Japanese fella who um, killed a girl um, and he ate her? No. Um, the thing that has always stuck out about this and that this attempting to eat his dick and finding it too chewy and not fun to try to eat reminded me of is um, that this fella, when he was trying to eat this girl, um, started with her asshole. Is that and, right? And he was like, it smells too bad. What <laughs> so the fuck? I don't want to eat it. And that has bothered me my whole life. Like, imagine the indignity of being, like, carved up and eaten by someone. And also they are like, oh, also oh, their no. ass stinks. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck. I mean, I, I am not a cannibal, right? No. <laughs> but. Thank you for clarifying. I thought I had to get out of there. But if I were, I would go, I would go for somewhere, you know, like a loin yeah, right? Like where you would eat a regular animal. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Makes sense. Why does everyone want to start with like genitalia and things like that? <laughs> I know. I know. Is Why? That yeah, interesting. <laughs> I think guess, on. Plenty I don't know, to it's think the of there. element of it. But yeah. anyways, that they, bothered they, me for a long time too. So They fail to eat this guy's junk, right? And they, they end up giving it to his dog. They end up feeding it to Armin's dog. Uh, I think which also bothers me because have you ever heard of I'm just going to keep tangenting I'm sorry no I've please carry on carry on <laughs> <laughs> are you familiar with the um, mob serial killer Richard Kuklinski Kuklinski oh no I'm not this guy whew, boy he is something else uh, Michael Shannon played him in a movie I think yeah um, was it Michael Shannon anyways yeah uh-huh he, um, don't watch the movie. I'm just saying that just as a thing. But anyways, okay, okay. he, <laughs> one of the things, he, he loved torturing people. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that he discovered was that he, like, found this cave where right. he would take people who he was killing for the mob. Yeah. And then he would cover them in, like, honey or something like that. Like, something really, no. like, you know, that would attract things. And then rats would come and slowly eat Son of the a person. bitch. Yeah. And so then these rats developed, like, an extreme taste for human flesh. When like, to go rats. When to go rats. Exactly. So, like, when you read this about him, like, feeding the dog this dude's dick, all I think of is I'm like, you're turning that into, you're turning it into a Wendigo dog. You can't, Wendigo you dog. can't just, like, feed, what if he loves it? And wow. now Fucking nobody's, hell. nobody's dick is safe. No one's dick is not from that dog. That dog, it's only dick for him from now on. Yeah, it's like normally they come up and they sniff <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh, that's weird, but whatever. <laughs> but now you're like, it might eat it. <laughs> Once you, uh, yeah, okay. I'm anyway, sorry, this is look. very weird. I'm getting weird. Continue. <laughs> I don't know, if, I don't know if, we, if we've gone too far. But um, <laughs> the rest of that evening didn't improve. Um, uh, the muse puts Brand in the bath. And this is, this. you know, the details sometimes, just the little details that really just make a case pop. Um, while the guy was sleeping off 20 sleeping pills and a bottle of fucking cough medicine in the bath, Muse was downstairs reading, right? Takes a book and every article... I'm so mad at this. 
every fucking article, and please do feel free to check this out, every article will go out of their way to tell you that he was reading a fucking Star Trek novelization downstairs. Listen, we're not weirdos. Star Trek fans are not weirdos. Okay? Why did they? They could have just Why said. Why is yeah. that so important? They could have just said he was downstairs calmly reading. He uh, was reading a book. Nope. What is? It's not it's good enough. The computer reading programmer Star Trek reading book? the Star Trek book. It's just too. It's too much. It's too far. Mm. And. Uh, yeah, it clearly is just one of those little details that you know everyone who comes across it is like, ooh. Mm, stop. Mm. Oh, hey, well I'll tell then. you something. Every time I catch someone on the train or whatever now thumbing through <laughs> <laughs> a Star Trek <laughs> novelization. novelization. Like, hmm. <laughs> ooh, what's yeah. he doing at home? Yeah. What's he looking at yeah. on his on his laptop? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yes. That browser history. <laughs> Uh, the case ends exactly how you would expect. Um, well, no, it kind of doesn't, actually. Um, Muse then kills the guy, stabs him in the throat. Um, but he commits <laughs> to the bit, you know what I mean? He then dismembers the guy, <laughs> keeps him in the freezer for over 10 months. Yeah, eating, what, like 40 pounds of him or something like that? 44 over pounds the... over the course of four months. That's a lot of human. 10 months, sorry. Yes, it is. A, a, an entire, an entire human, but, but not much in the way of calories. If my research uh, is <laughs> is correct, um, not very nourishing. Hopefully, he was supplementing that. Uh, but Muse, he, he, you know, it's not like he woke up the next morning like, what have I done? And yeah, you know, that's a really good in. point. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was like he was obviously fully comfortable yep. with what had transpired. If yep, ten months, he was just like taking it out of the freezer like you would like an old pot roast or something. Mm-hmm. In fact, do you know how we got caught? I do. I do know how. He fucking tried it again. He, he put tried it again and he included the details of what he'd already done. Yep. Yes. Uh, so. That's the problem here is that um, criminals, if we're going to use that term, are not the smartest people in the world. So, what I take from that coda to his story, right? He kept yeah. he kept the meat for ten months and ate of it freely, like mm-hmm. like I said, forty four pounds of that guy he consumed, and then tried to get someone else. He loved it. Yeah. That's all I, and, that's... Well, and he thought like he thought he wasn't doing anything wrong. I think is mm. the is the thing here. Like, if you're gonna go and you're gonna boldly post this, you're gonna say, "Here's what I did last time." Mm-hmm. Um, he had not done anything that, in his opinion, was wrong. He hadn't broken. I'm sure if you're like looking into this, you're like, is cannibalism legal in Germany or whatever? Like you look, you try to figure out like, what can I get busted for? And yeah. he came to the conclusion that he was like, no, oh, this is this is probably going to be fine. Or at yeah. most, I'm going to get, you know, a sentence for what it what was the. um. Uh... Oh, um, misuse of human remains. Yeah, misuse of human <laughs> remains, right? Like, it's not going to... Or um, what was the other thing that his defense said? That it was like a... Oh, a, consensual killing. Yes, yes, yes. Consensual killing. Like, this is the worst that you can possibly get me for. Yeah. Um, And it is worth it 
to do this. But it, ultimately, he really, you know, he and this person had this this contract between each yep. other. Yep. And he was like, so this is fine. Um, and when he posted again, he did not really think that this was going to be an issue. Yeah, um, something that, that he's consistently said in... Uh, in in interviews and his doctors have said that he he believes that he did nothing wrong. Yeah, and so um, initially he received what an eight year sentence or something like that, right? Mm. It was a fairly short sentence, um, and I can't remember exactly what it was that it was for. But the judicial system in Germany clearly was not happy with this, and they retried him, which I also don't know how that works because you can't do that here. Mm. Um, that's double jeopardy. You don't do that. Um, but they retried him and gave him a life sentence because correct it was sexual. Yeah, uh, which they they leaned on the fact that he videotaped the entire thing, uh, and that it, you know there was there was a sexual element to the which to is the case. a weirdly that's a that to me is a strange moralization mm. of a crime. I mm. mean, again, I feel like maybe I'm defending this way too much. I'm not saying you should eat people. I no. just feel like if this you is wanted a very to, if strange... both people, yeah. yeah, it is a very it's very strange. It's very strange, and I think it could be a lot less strange if countries would just outlaw cannibalism if they would just make that illegal. Right, like you know what that's. That's exactly what it is. If you don't want people to eat people, just make it illegal. Yeah. And, you know, then you can punish them however you want. It's the weird, like, trying to find a moral foundation for mm. why specifically what this guy did was yeah. wrong. That yeah. is... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, and and that they have to, like you said, on retrial, then lean on it being, oh, oh but sexual, though. Uh that's yeah, like, was. why does that make it worse, right? Like, if it was bad that he ate this person with consent, why does the fact that, theoretically, he got off on it yeah. make it worse than it would have if he hadn't? You know, like, what is? why does that increase mm. how terrible this crime was? Mm. That's that's just an odd thought for me. Like, it, it would make sense <sighs> yeah, to I me agree. if he sexually assaulted this person. Mm -hmm. That makes it a worse crime. That he thought about sex while eating them doesn't make it a worse crime to me, right? Um, like the crime is the same regardless. An interesting kind of bow on this case is an interview that he gave where he, based on his activities on the website and based on his knowledge of the cannibal subculture, estimated that there were around roughly 800 active cannibals in Germany. That's a that's a lot of cannibals. It's a bunch of cannibals. I mean, I guess, I'm mean, gonna I'm gonna say that seems like a lot. It seems like a lot, and if that's true, how many of them are ethical cannibals? Right? Mm. <laughs> like, like if that is actual actually, you know, if that's not just him bullshitting or whatever, which and he has... which of course it could be. I mean, he displays a lot of those kind of narcissistic tendencies, right? Uh, you know, refusing to admit any wrongdoing. Right. Um, that kind of, but yeah, like I said at the start, recently he's been allowed out of prison for uh, chaperoned walks uh, mm. under a disguise and moved to other towns so that he can start to kind of acclimatize to to the outside world again. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I mean, 
I'm I feel like I'm playing a white man here. I'm <laughs> playing a little bit of devil's advocate on this this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I think that like this was necessarily a, a good thing. Mm. Um it's just that I'm I'm interested in the like ethics so of it, you know, deeply, as a, deeply interested. Yeah, as a thought experiment, I guess, yep. you know, yep. of uh, what does it mean to do this when when someone allows you to it? And yeah, yes. What 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 is what is the intrinsic value of consent? If I can consent mm. to something, yet it still be a crime. If I can consent to right. something which harms no one but me, right. and yet it is still deemed a criminal act. Yeah, it's a. I mean, there's so many questions around bodily autonomy and all kinds of things that are wrapped up. Yep. In this beyond the the initial gross out factor and the sensationalism of it being cannibalism. Yep. 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 Right? I mean, you, you end up at the root of it having the same kinds of ethical questions that you have about suicide, that you have about euthanasia, euthanasia that you have about yes. any of this kind of stuff. Drugs. Um, dr- yeah, Bodily exactly. autonomy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doug, Doug Stanhope refers to it as your your meat. If you own nothing else in the world, you own the fucking meat on your bones. Right. Um, I think that's that's somewhere near the core of the argument, I think. Yeah, exactly. And so that's kind of where, you know, where I come from on it is less about like the rightness or wrongness of eating someone or anything like that. So much as, you know, how the degree to which you you can criminalize someone's consent over their own bodily autonomy and that that is a larger question it is. than simply us being grossed out by this guy in his nasty bathroom where he killed and, and ate a dude. Uh, and my remaining curiosity: What fucking Star Trek novel was he reading? What? <laughs> what I, do you I read? I did think that earlier. I genuinely was thinking about it, and then I was like, "That is what irrelevant." What but era? What era? If correct. you're gonna point it out, yeah. you might yeah, as well yeah, tell yeah, us yeah, yeah, yeah. what one it was. Or is it 2001? So Voyager would have been a thing. Uh, yeah, but maybe it was old school. I don't know. It's maybe. there's many, many possibilities. That that canon is is deep and wide. I'd love to know. And hey, well done for uh, attaching a broader kind of <laughs> some some ethics, a little bit of a moral question there uh, to, to the topic. Well done. You pulled that out of the bag. <laughs> hey, hey, totally intentional. Hey. Uh, so yeah, that's um, all I got on cannibalism, really. I mean, apart from movies, have you got any particularly favorite cannibal movies? You know, I am. I have not seen a ton of cannibal movies i think this is partially there's two reasons one is my stodgy leftist nonsense where Uh i'm like okay most of these are like racist things about south american tribes of people and fantasies of all that kind of stuff you know so that's part of why i haven't watched them two is i i this is amongst the things that i have trouble with with gore is Mm. like someone taking a bite of something and pulling yeah sure the like flesh yeah. from some or like organs or things like that. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, even yeah. have to cover my eyes during that <laughs> part in um, Shaun of the Dead where they pull the one guy through the door of the Winchester yeah. and yeah. they're like pulling him apart and I'm like, no. So, Such a great film. Yeah, but do you have any cannibal faves that you, uh, you would put out there? One that keeps coming to mind and one which I, I'd love to rewatch but I can't seem to find it anyway is called, uh, it's from the mid 80s called Parents. Parents? Yeah, parents. Uh, it's okay. a satire of kind of a, a picket fence kind of American suburban family uh, okay. where the, the kid becomes convinced over the course of the film that his mum and dad are cannibals um, for the reason that every night they serve leftovers 
uh, without knowing, you know, without knowing what those leftovers used to be. Um, <laughs> it's it's quite surreal. It's very creepy. It's quite funny. Uh, and I've I'd love never to see it heard again. of this. Is there anyone like famous in it? Yes, yes, there is. Okay. Uh, Randy. He was in Independence Quaid? Day. Randy Quaid. Yes, Randy Quaid is in it. Oh, oh blessed Randy Quaid. Done mm-hmm. lost his mind, but he was a treasure for a while back there. I'll yeah. check it out. It, yeah. I'm, well, you said you can't find it, so maybe I won't check it out. I don't know. I have looked, um, but I'm certain I could dig it up from somewhere. Okay, well, you let me know if that if that shows up on Plex or whatever. You Okay. You let me know. I shall. Uh that was that was <laughs> I don't know if fun is the word, but that was a fucking that was that was real. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh. Hey, we aside from cannibalism, mm. um, we have watched some other films, as always, that I think we would like to like to shout out and tell people to watch. Uh, amongst them, yep. The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Yeah, really fun. Really fun. Really um, fun. I actually watched it. Uh, so I watched it the other night, and then I watched it again last night. Oh, you saw it again? Um, how was it on a second play? It was. It was really, really delightful. I think you know. I kind of uh, the first time I didn't know what I was getting into. Yeah. Uh, and then the second time I did, uh, and I think you know, it's a very, it's a surprising movie. Um much funnier than you expect it to be. And I think Jim yeah. Cummings, who is the writer, director, star of this movie, um, just does this unhinged character yeah. so well. Like, yeah. so funny, but so real at the same time. I think he I, just really balances it very well. I have to say, yeah, uh, he, he manages that lovely balance of being just a dick, yeah. uh, but intensely vulnerable, very real, mm-hmm. like you said, very nicely yeah. fleshed out. Um, yeah. It's it's one of those films where I'm I, I was really pleased with my approach that I've taken over the past couple of years with knowing as little as possible about the movies I watched beforehand. A couple of recommendations is enough for me to go into something blind, and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I got a lot more out of it for not knowing what I was getting into. Uh, yeah, very I very fun film. The, yeah, that's why I'm like I don't want to say too much about it right here because I do think it is one of those movies that mm. going into it blind. Mm. Is, it works. Like I even I said to you, like with the opening titles, that I thought, like, is this like a Nazi werewolf movie? Yeah, because yeah, it's just font, a, like, kind of a Nazi-ish <laughs> font at the beginning. Yeah, I literally knew nothing about what I was getting into here, um, and aside from vaguely knowing who Jim Cummings was and that people like this movie, so I think you don't need a lot of information about this. Let's nope. say. On the surface, it's a werewolf movie, but it's so much more than that, and it mm. is very worth your while to watch. Yeah, completely agree. Um, one thing I want to, just before we wrap up, um, oh, over the next couple of weeks, maybe not next week, but maybe a week after, I don't mm-hmm. know, I, 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 we're going to talk in depth about the kind of ties between uh, horror, horror culture, and music. Um, mm-hmm. It was something that I kind of wanted to talk about today, but in looking at the topic, it's fucking huge, man. Holy shit. It was shit. too big. Too, too big, big, too goddamn big, which of course is what she said. Uh, so, uh, and I didn't want to half ass it. So, um, what I would love, though, if anyone is listening to this still by now, uh, and you have any particular <laughs> angles that, that, that you love uh, connecting horror and music, do please shout out, do please talk to us about them, uh, because it's something yeah. we're going to be talking about in a lot more depth in the next few weeks. Yeah, definitely. Any more, any more wrecks before we go, or is that... Oh, I'm done, man. I'm spent. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm actually hungry. Where, <laughs> I'll put out there. Blood vessel. Uh, some boat core for anyone out there. Uh, thank you to Alex oh, and bro. to Alan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For both shouting out uh, and and bringing my attention to the boat core, that warmed my heart. <laughs> you guys thought of me immediately uh, with that. It's kind of it's like U five seven one meets like oh god what a, what did I say? It's like a it's it's like vampire U five seven one meets ghost ship. That's how I put it. U five seven one meets ghost ship with vampires. Um, it drags a little bit at parts, but when it gets going, it is bonkers, and the vampires are very well done. There's some good, scary makeup. Vampire right? boat these core. Are not vampire boat core. Hey. Yeah, and these are not CGI vampires. These are makeup vampires in a very scary way. Mm. Um, and so, uh, once you get past also the weird accents, it's an Australian film where like only two of the characters are Australian. So you know you gotta just sort of deal with that. That's a thing. Um, so get past that and everything. But it, it's a very fun movie. Cool. Nice. Very nice. Vampire Boat Core. Um, Vampire I don't Boat think Core. I've seen those two genres no, in fusion no. before. As so. someone who watches a lot of Boat Core, yeah. yep. I can say I'm not familiar with Vampire Boat Core. So, and Blood Vessel is such a great name. Like, I, it, I, think, I think they worked backwards from the title. It's quite possible that that's the case. <laughs> quite possible. But however it happened, I think it's worth it's worth an hour and a half of your time. Cool. Okay. So thanks for listening to us once again. My God, we really test you every week. We really test you. <sighs> yes, there will be uh, <laughs> there will be questions. <laughs> and we're so glad that you're with us. We are Again, clearly having a great time and so happy that you're along with us. Thank you so much for answering our questions on Twitter, whether about cannibalism or about uh, celebrity deaths that have crushed you. You are just just a delightful group of people that we're happy to to know and have along with us. Uh, so follow us on Twitter at Jack of All Graves and get in on the conversation. Make sure that you follow us on whatever podcast thing. Subscribe to us. Tell your creepy friends if you're like, God, this was a weird conversation, but I know someone who would be into it. Send them this podcast like right now. Just like exit out. Go <laughs> tell your creepiest friend that this podcast exists. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and we'll... I feel like, I feel like I've got in the habit of mentioning jack of all graves on instagram at the end of every uh at mm-hmm. the end of every yeah. episode i just want to Can't see what resist. he's posted. i just yeah let's see po- where he's at he posts he posts so regularly he's posted on the 6th of october you're gonna right? have a hard time convincing me to give up that name <sighs> Man, the shit he posts do you think he knows we exist do you think he's like god i wish i had jack of all graves on twitter but i think i think it's about time he did <laughs> i'm uh, every week i get closer to reaching out to the guy and suggesting that we Join forces, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. So, tune in next week, friends, to see if mm. Mark has finally uh, contacted old Jack on Instagram. <laughs> Until next uh, time, stay spooky. Thanks for listening, folks. Bye.